Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Well, Carolina all over New Jersey tonight. 6-1 for the Hurricanes with 1640 left in the third. So it looks like Carolina's going to go up 3-1 in that series. Starting a little bit later on, Dallas in Seattle. The Kraken lead the series 2-1. Oilers home to the Golden Knights tomorrow. Game four. Golden Knights up 2-1 in the series. Faceoff show at 6 here on 630 Chad. Game at 8. Bob Stoffer has the extended play. Playoff edition of Oilers now from noon to three. Baseball tonight in the seventh. The Phillies lead the Blue Jays 5-3. You can get in touch, 780-496-0063. A lot of good uh, calls and uh, written messages on uh, the Oilers situation in the first hour of the show. In honor of Mother's Day, we'll be celebrating all your favorite TV moms all week long with Who's That Mom? Correctly guess that mom and you could win a $50 gift card to Greenland Garden Center and a $50 cash card courtesy of Sentinel Storage. Tune into this morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre and Chelsea on Ched all week long to play. Uh, I, it was Mother's Day coming up on Sunday already, Kellen? It is. In honor of Mother's Day, I've done it the last two or three years. I will have to uh, tweet out my my own mother's top five most hated athletes. Oh, yes. There Look might be a couple changes. Year. Might, But I, I still think Corey Perry is going to be on the list. I think Corey <laughs> Perry will be on the list even after he's long retired. Anyway. Uh, speaking of this morning, this guy does the sports and stuff on it. Also the play-by-play voice of the double E here on 630 Chet. It's Morley Scott. Hey, Morley. Hey, Reed. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing quite well. Have you been staying up to watch all these playoff I guess last night's game was quite a bit earlier than some of the yeah, other ones. Yeah, it was. It was. Although you could have gone to bed, you could have gone to bed early last night and knew, knew on the result. I think, I think some people but, did. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. I, I'm guilty of that too. I think I, I think I left it after two. Uh, but yeah, I've been I've been trying to stay up for the most part. It's it's pretty tough with my uh, my 3:30 alarm clock going off. But uh, uh, as uh, the games are good, you can't walk away from them sometimes because they've been so entertaining. Maybe not so much in this round, but certainly in the first round with the Kings. Uh, how old's uh, little Milo now? He's three. So he's kind of aware of what's going on. Yeah, a little bit. He's he's you know his bedtime's seven o'clock, so he hates oh. the late starts just like everybody oh, else does, right? So, uh, yeah, no, he's uh, he's been making some predictions on our morning show too. And he, yes, he, he I've did heard. Call, he did call the orders to beat the Kings in five, and he called the orders to beat Vegas in six. So, um, he's still on track for that, I guess. But yeah, he's uh, Matt, he's he, he loves hockey too. Just loves hockey. All right. Well, I'm glad that he's uh, getting into it at a young age. <laughs> so that's that's, uh, that's good. Hey, thanks for hopping on tonight. Uh, of course, we got Elks games on 6:30 Chet as well. In uh, what are we like 16 or no? Are we two weeks away from a preseason game? Three weeks away. Uh, two weeks uh, away. Uh, Monday, the holiday. Oh uh, my holiday God! Monday coming up. So a week from Monday, right? Okay. 
So, and the Elks had their annual general meeting today. What are a couple of highlights uh, to come out of this, Morley? Well, uh, another a fourth straight year of losing money uh, came out of it. Uh, $3.3 million was the total announced this year for the team's loss. I think it's around... Uh, nine million i think now over the last four years or so uh and uh, it's it's you know it's it's not a good number but uh, there's some positives from it Reed, because everybody involved in it feels that they've kind of turned a corner a little bit and everyone believes and you have to believe that the football team is going to be better on the field uh they've really done a great job over the last year i think rebuilding the the relationship with the fans uh they've been just doing more things community-wise, marketing-wise, and things like that. So uh, they, they talked about both the on-the-field and, and the financial part of it and the, and, and the community part of everything. It's not, a, it's not a quick fix, right? And they're going into year two of, of that quick fix. And, and uh, today, uh, at, uh, at, as he was leaving as the, the board chair, Ian Murray talked about the fact that, you know, uh, they expected them to be better last year. They expect them to be better this year. But in year three, they expect this team to challenge for a great cup. And... Um, Chris Jones countered by saying we expect a challenge for a great cup this year uh, because that's always his mindset. So uh, there, there was some bright spots, the fact that it's turned around a little bit, but uh, but the numbers don't look good financially, that's for sure. Uh, the, the reasons, the biggest reasons, I think, for the, for the losses uh, is uh, – their their uh, merchandising was down, uh, and I think that's only down from last year because they sold a lot of stuff with the, with the new name and the new logo and everything uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, uh, also, uh, sponsorships were down. That was a big part. I mean, every business is having issues with that, right? Uh, selling their advertising and their sponsorships. And uh, attendance was down 9% last year uh, from last year. Uh, it, the, the money went up a little bit because there was... Um, uh, more games. They played a full schedule with preseason oh, right. games this year compared to what they did in 21 with just a 14-game schedule. Uh, but uh, attendance dropped on average uh, 9%. So that's part of it. Uh, they used $4 million from the uh, the rainy day fund, and that's down to $11.6 million now. So they're starting to eat into that a little bit, something that they you know they started to build up years and years ago back in the 80s, right, uh, when when they were making money hand over fist. And, and now they're starting to use that up a little bit. But they do believe they're getting to the point where they're starting to see the ship turn around a little bit which is i guess uh, which i guess is good news and and you know what's the best marketing tool what's the best way to make money if you're a sports team win yeah right? and they haven't done a lot of that in the last couple of years and none of it at home which is also a big factor yeah in, that, well, i think at attendance and everything else yeah, yeah yeah it is it is frustrating as you know i i go to the games in my season seats so it uh, it's been tough and i know some fans around me haven't been happy uh, at and times. And I do say, Reed, we do appreciate you turning around and waving at us, too, from those. Yes, well, that's well. one of the highlights of my nights, for sure. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> how is it looking on the field? Like, I know Eugene Lewis was a big addition. Um, you know, another year for Cornelius at quarterback. You know, they drafted a whole bunch of guys. I guess we'll see how they they contribute. Um, how How is it looking on the field? Like, is there a name or two that they brought in or – that is that is still here and maybe now is going to take a step well, forward. The the big thing, and I think I think offensively is where where I'll talk first is and and Chris Jones talked about this at the AGM today and and he said this is the third year is the year that quarterbacks kind of turn the corner in the Canadian football league. Uh, Taylor Cornelius is going into his third year. He's got already more starts under his belt than most quarterbacks do going into their third year. I think going into year three in BC with uh, with Mike Riley, uh, he only had started one game until he then was in 
traded here, and in his fourth year, he became a starter. So uh, you can't always compare, you know, all those quarterbacks and their path to, to Cornelius's path, but he seems on track, and, and I think everyone can agree he got better as the season went along last year. He added the run game to his arsenal a little bit, and uh, he's got some things to learn. He's got to get the, the, the completion percentage up, and he's got to get the interceptions down, but he's been working on that, and, and I think uh, they're expecting a much better year from him, and they've given him some, some great targets. I mean, first off, we had the development of uh, Dylan Mitchell late last year who came on like gangbusters. Uh, then they added Eugene Lewis, and they added uh, Kyron Moore, uh, and uh, you know they added Stephen Dunbar uh, as receivers. So there's two of those 3,000-yard receivers, and uh, Moore a couple of years ago had 900 and some yards, and he'll be the kick returner as well. Plus Kevin Brown in the backfield. Had a, he, he, like Mitchell, came on. Those two guys were the highlight of the second half of the season, I think, offensively for the Elks. So I think what they've done is they expect Cornelius to be better this year and to help him. They have given him an awful lot of weapons to work with around him, and I think that's where the offense will get better. Uh, defensively, uh, they've got a really good young group of core players. Um, they need to stay healthy, though. I mean, like Jake Ceresna missed six games last year. Niles Morgan missed 12 games last year. They had guys in and out of the lineup. They, they've redone the defensive backfield. They've gone with a real veteran presence, bringing in Luchas Purifoy. Aaron Grimes will return. Ed Gainey's coming back. So they've got some stability back there with some guys who know what they're doing. And and I think, and I, it sounds funny, Reed, to say this because I said the same thing two years ago and I said the same thing last year. I think they'll be a, a better team this year uh, than, than they were last year. And I think that's not hard to do because you only won four games last year. But I, I really <clears throat> I really believe that they could challenge uh, for not just a playoff spot, but for home field in a playoff game this year, which would be second place in the West. Winnipeg's Winnipeg. They're cut above until they start to lose games. They're cut above everybody else. But after that, I think the West is going to be wide open this year. All right. And uh, just quickly, uh, a former player is now the, uh, what is it? Was it the chairman? What's the title? Yeah, the uh, the board chair, uh, Tom Richards, is, is who you're talking about. And he is the first former player to ascend to that role in the Elks chain, uh, in, in the hierarchy of the team. Uh, I believe Don Getty was on the board at one point, and Tom's been on the board for a few years already. And now he becomes the first guy who takes a, who played for the team uh, who takes over as the board chair. Uh, he loves this franchise. He loves this city. Uh, and I think it's, it's really going to be a good move, and it's going to be interesting to see him and, and what he does in that role over the next two years. By the way, we'll be talking to Tom tomorrow morning on this morning with uh, Jalen and Daryl uh, just after six o'clock tomorrow morning we're making them get up early to talk football with us so uh, we'll have that but yeah it's it's an exciting move I talked to him today a little bit and he's he's real excited about moving forward with this role okay hey Morley thanks for the uh, update man I really appreciate it looking forward yeah, to the Elk season camp starts tomorrow and May tomorrow camp my god week. yeah okay. rookie camp uh, on the field tomorrow I believe it's open to the public uh, they go tomorrow Thursday Friday medical days on Saturday and Dave Campbell and I will have the Elks this week live from Commonwealth Stadium from 9 to 10 on Saturday morning and then everybody's on the field on Sunday morning to begin training camp and a week from Monday they're in Calgary to play the Stampeders on the May long weekend Monday so uh, it's here after seven months of waiting uh, it's uh, finally time to go back to the ballpark and watch some football. So I'm pretty excited about tomorrow. Incredible. Thank you, Morley. You bet. Anytime, Reed. Morley Scott, play-by-play -play voice for your Edmonton Elks here on 630 Chet. Also gives you the uh, sports every morning on this morning with uh, Jay Lynn and Daryl. So there you have it. Uh, tough financial news for the Elks. Trying to get better, though, on the field. And uh, the process for that starts with rookie camp tomorrow. All right. So here's the thing. If you've listened to this show with any regularity... Well, I've been doing it almost 10 years now. Uh, you know that sometimes we goof around. And one of the things I've goofed around with is that we give away canned hams. 
I, at times I've done this with such commitment and enthusiasm that I actually started getting messages from people saying, wait a minute, I thought the canned hams are, the joke, are, are a joke, but are they real? Well, I'll reveal the canned hams are a joke. But some people thought, what if we did something with this? So uh, we have Inside Sports canned ham t-shirts, and these things are real. They are 100% real, and sometimes we're going to give them away. I've basically been given the flexibility to give them away whenever and for whatever I want. <laughs> okay? So, now we don't have like an unlimited supply of like millions of them, but we got enough. We could probably do this for a while. They were made by Elite Promotional Marketing. They're really nice. I put out a picture. They got a kind of a drawing of me and a canned ham that says Inside Sports on it. So, we're going to give away the first one. And you have to answer a trivia question live on air because I like doing that. So I'll ask the trivia question. It's a bit of a tougher one because I, you know, I want you to earn the uh, the canned ham T-shirt, and then you'll answer it live on air when we get back from break. So the Oilers first made the playoffs in the NHL in 1980. They played Philadelphia, and Philadelphia swept the best of five series, three games to nothing. The Flyers won two of the games in overtime. Who scored the overtime winning goals? for the Flyers against the Oilers in that 1980 series. You have to get both guys for Philadelphia. 780-496-0063, and uh, the winner is getting the first ever Inside Sports Canned Ham t-shirt that we've given away on air. We'll get to that when we get back. is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Gabriel Landeskog of the Colorado Avalanche will not play next season. He's getting a cartilage transplant in his right knee, so already ruled out for next season. Okay, uh, I got to say, I, I, I love you guys. Um, if you've listened again, if you've listened to the show, I, I hope you realize I, I really love doing it. I feel really lucky to do it, and I, I, I feel lucky that sometimes I just goof around and act the way I would even if I wasn't on the radio, and that a few of you actually tolerate it <laughs> and might actually want to participate, and you might actually want to get a, a canned ham T-shirt. Uh, we got a full board of callers, but I'm going to take them in the order that uh, that you guys called in. So if you don't win one today, hopefully we can get you one at some other time. So in 1980, the Oilers made the playoffs in the NHL for the first time. They lost to Philadelphia 3-0 in a best of five, but two of the games went to overtime. Who scored the two overtime goals for Philadelphia? It was two different guys. We will start with Dave. Hello, Dave. What is your answer? My answer is Bobby Clark and Reggie Leach. I'm sorry, Dave. That is not entirely correct. I'm going to have to go to the next contestant. That was a wild guess. Thanks. Oh, pretty, okay, uh, that's fine. He, we wanted that shirt. Travis is up next. Travis, what's going on? Do, do, you, do you admit to your family that you listen to this show? Oh, of course. <laughs> If there's any place that I can win a T-shirt, if I can win a T-shirt has anything to do with canned ham, I'm oh yeah, all day. Okay, what's your what what's your uh, answer here? Uh, Dennis Potvin and Clark. Okay, well Potvin played for the Islanders. He was a hell of a player. Let's try again though with Conrad. 
So Flyers swept the Oilers 3-0 in 1980. Two of their three wins were in overtime. Who were the two guys that scored the overtime goals for the Flyers? Conrad, go ahead. Hello, it's uh, Bobby Clark and Ken Lindsman. You got it, Conrad! <laughs> now that's, that's, do you remember those, or how did you know? I, I had to look it up. Okay, but you quickly look it up. Were you with us watching hockey in 1980? Oh, yes, that's when the, just when the Oilers were starting up. Okay, I was uh, I was six, so I don't really remember that series. I remember the Oilers being in the NHL. I don't remember those games. I was nine years old. So you're just slightly more seasoned than I am. So we're pretty much of the same vintage. Okay, well, Conrad, uh, thanks for. How do you feel about being the first on-air winner of an Inside Sports Can't Ham T-shirt? Uh, we'll see how it is when I get it. <laughs> I love that. That's how I would answer. Well, I'm glad I got yeah. the question right, but I'm not sure about the quality of this shirt yet. Okay, Conrad, here's what we're going to do. You stay on stay on the line because Kellen's yep. going to get your info and your shirt size, and you'll have to come to the station at your convenience to pick it up, okay? Okay. All right, that is Conrad. He got it. Uh, that was fun. We'll we'll do that. We'll find ways to give him out as we we go along here. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. If you want to check in about anything else, yeah. Bobby Clark won game one. Ken Linsman won game three. That one went to double overtime. So that would have been the first NHL playoff game at what, what was then called Northlands Coliseum. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ken Linsman, who later became an Edmonton Oiler, was the uh, was the guy who got it. Uh, a couple other messages I got here. Uh, <laughs> Epstein's mistress sending me a message. Says, I can't wait for you to return to Vegas for game five. I think that might be intended for another host. Not sure. Epstein's mistress writing in there. Hmm. We'll uh, get to a little more uh, Oilers stuff. Keep you updated on Carolina, New Jersey. Canes are pounding them tonight. And uh, a U of A coach who has been very successful is now moving on. We'll tell you that story. Driving a rain.